And that's when I said, I also hate Mondays. But then I killed the cat because I'll be honest, when it started talking, I was frightened. Yeah, it's, it's it's not a good sign. Mm. It's not a good sign. No, if, no. If it develops opposable thumbs, then we are all well and truly <gasps> McFucked. Um... McFucked indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. I love that we've accidentally coined a new phrase, but it was pre-recording. So mm. context-wise, this lot will never understand why we are McFucked. <laughs> but... Christopher, we don't offer context. You should know better than that. That's very, very true. Uh, but do you know what we do offer? Um, not very much really in terms of value but people keep coming back who might argue with them yeah I think the internet defines it as nerdy news geeky gossip and stuff that's fit to fill your time in that unpredictable spiral towards the grave um, it, is unpre- it is an unpredictable spiral yeah which is true you know it was it was, it was quite funny you know you know I'm like I, I, I improv surrealist shite all the time and this week what? one of my no. fellow cast members uh, at the Panto the, the wonderful Bethan who's one of our principal dancers Said, you joke about death a lot, don't you? And I went, yeah. She went, that's um, it's a bit worrying that. And I went, well, no, because it's just a thing, isn't it? It is just a thing. <laughs> it's just a thing it that's going to happen. So in the meantime, I may as well watch Spider-Man No Way Home, which we will be hey! talking about. I'm going to be giving my spoiler-free review this episode, everyone. So don't ye panic. Spoiler-free. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so I am also panicking with you, dear listener. <laughs> But we'll be going um, balls deep into spoilers once Mayhew has gazed upon it. Yes, uh, I will gaze upon it. Speaking uh, of which, I'm Christopher, not Matthew Johnson. I am uh, Matthew, not Christopher. Confidential. Oh, we couldn't quite get his full name out, mm, boys and girls. No, not this time. There's a meme here. There's a meme, 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 and you're listening <laughs> to uh, the 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 the, the, the the you're listening to some something of a scientist itself. Podcast. Um, I'm something of a podcast myself. <laughs> Why just you spill your beans? Um, <laughs> God, oh, God, damn God. you, Winslow! God's beans, Spider-Man. Uh, anyway, uh, God's beans. Oh, okay. Uh, is there any other news we want to we want to cover before we go into this week's double Marvel flavored topic bar? Of Have you joy? seen the news recently? Do we really want to cover any of that? Very, very true. Very, very true. Besides, we're busy. We're both at a, uh, a Christmas party in 2020 tomorrow. Yeah, um, exactly. Jesus Fuck H Christ. Now. Jesus H Christ. Jesus I, oh. H fucking oh, Christ. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, hey, I can only imagine how it's been at your place, your store and everything. But like, try telling a theatre full of people that, look, we know you're angry right now, but please, mm. please keep your mask on. Please, <laughs> please. Please keep your mask on. I get it. I totally understand why a bunch of you don't want to wear it right now. No, I totally get it. Everything you just found out, but... For the love of shit, we'd like to stay open for the whole run. Yeah. So please, Be nice, unless it? you're taking a swig of your beer or a chomp on your pick and mix, put your mask on. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. This has been. It has been. It has a been red a very dawn. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that specifically a Family Guy reference? It was specifically a Family Guy reference. <laughs> from back when Family Guy was funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
Or I was more stupid, whichever whichever one applies. Probably both. <laughs> this has been a red dawn. Oh my god. Yes, early Family Guy when they had something to say. That was nice. Yeah, back, it was back, nice. back when it was a lot of people who were like, we want to make an animated TV show. We've got some great ideas for it. And then four seasons in, they're like, ah, we just have to make this now. Let's just mm. make it. Um, all right, well, before we before we kick off, can I show you my new shinies? Yeah, so show me your new my, shinies. My new shiny things. So next to me on this here desk, I think I might have whipped this out to you before, um, but I've got this little update, oh. updated, um, updated, upgraded suit Spider-Man. From, uh, he seems to only be available from Smith's Toys, this guy. Tiny, tiny little Tom Holland. Little tiny Tom, little tiny Tom Holland. Uh, no Tom Hollander action figure, but we... we no. You know, I, I hold out hope. The um, builder figure is Tom Hollandist. <laughs> I've got the black and gold suit Spider-Man from No Way Home. Mm. Which has got some really nice, like, techno... Subtle techno decal in the, in the black... You can see it there, little shiny bits between the webs. Yeah. Which is okay. very nice. Uh, having seen the movie now, I will not comment on whether this was a pointless action figure or not. Um, <laughs> but also, uh, Docky Strange. Docky Strange. It's a very cool Docky Strange. Um, and then uh, a few extra little comic book figures here. Hey, hey, guess what? Folks hate him. But there's a Morloon action figure. Oh, great. <laughs> He's not tall. He's average size. And I'm sorry, JMS JMS fans out there know full well this boy's at least seven foot tall. So uh, He wears lifts in his shoes. Ah, uh, yeah, he doesn't have his little lifts. Or his yeah. little Renfield dude from uh, from the, uh, the JMS story. Yeah. Uh, a very 90s shriek. Oh, wow. In fact, the sculpt is so Mark Bagley, you could repaint that as an ultimate Mary Jane Watson. You could repaint that as an ultimate Mary Jane it, Watson. It's kind of brilliant. Uh, and last, unfortunately last, because there's one more figure. Well, there's two figures, but one of them's a white whale, and I really want it. But uh, Game of Earth Miles Morales is fucking beautiful. Yeah, right. That is a beautiful figure. Like, the texture on the suit and everything. He's Dig that. gorgeous. That's like so, his, so cool. Uh, Venom Blast effects. All right. It's cool, very, cool. very nice. Uh, there's, a, there's a figure in that wave that doesn't have a builder figure part that is the integrated suit from the new film uh, with the gold okay. spider. Uh, I've not managed to find that. In fact, it, they all seem to be out of sale until a restock in February. And J. Jonah Jameson is the yes. white fucking whale of the series. Yes. Why is a bald, angry man the toughest figure to buy in a superhero playset line for children. Yes. I can't find him, which is really upsetting because he contains the last piece of the Builder figure. Do you know who the Builder figure is? Doc Ock. Nope. Let's see if you can guess from the, the body part. I'll show you, the, I'll show you the, the right arm. So you've got three fingers, big talons. That's armadillo. It's fucking armadillo. What? The Builder figure is armadillo. What? The the incredibly obscure Marvel supervillain Armadillo is the builder figure. I, I kind of admire the balls on him what? For, for doing that. The first Spider-Man No Way Home action figures and the builder figure is Armadillo. I love it. You love to see it. I mean, you I fucking love, to, love see to see it. It's complete nonsense, but I love to see it. Oh, Which might be why I love to see it, actually. I'm going to detach from my headphones very briefly to grab the other toy I've bought, but not built yet. So I'd like okay. you to describe to the viewer what you're seeing. Okay. I'm going to pop in a Jolly Rancher while he does that. 
Look at that. Oh, blue raspberry. Hmm. So I'm seeing a box with a very angry, very squat um, cyborg with tiny little arms and legs. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Modoc. Fucking Modoc. He was like 70 quid on release, but Smith's Toys... You can tell I'm, I'm near a Smith's Toys, and that was a big mistake. Yeah. Um, but Smith's Toys are currently selling him for $29.99. I love, I love it. I was on the phone to my wife. I was saying... I was in Smith's browsing stuff, and I went, oh my God, that Modox here. She went, that one you really wanted. I was like, yeah. She went, how much is it? It's like 30 quid. She went, buy it now. I was like, no, you should, you should be encouraging me to spend my money on like food and stuff. And she went, you've wanted that Modox for like a year. Buy that Modox now. <laughs> I was like... Mo money, Mo Doc. Mo money, Mo Doc. Yes, <laughs> yes, boy. I cannot wait to build him. He looks so—I mean, beautiful is the wrong word, but uh, yeah, the freak product of intense scientific experimentation. The living computer Mo Doc now sits atop a vast empire of criminal co-conspirators bent on world domination. Mo Doc. There's currently a uh, there's currently a uh, sci- uh, scientist supreme. Okay. What are they called? The AIM scientists who are like the, the top one in charge. Oh, uh, yeah, Scientist Supreme. Yeah, there's currently one of them available as a figure in a, a villain's wave. But the problem is, that's another steep That's another steep hill that I'll roll down because that wave of figures is really, really good. It's like Arcade, Lady Deathstrike, yeah. um, uh, freaking uh, The Hood. Uh, and the builder figure is, you know, a, a, a Zemnu. <laughs> like we're at the point now where Hasbro are just going yep giant characters give them all the Z lists let's go there's a there's a figure range sure. at the moment where the builder figure sure. is, is Ursa Major sure like, why not it's kind of a dream this 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 world for comic book fans who collect this shit like is this a dream but I I, I totally expect the next no way home wave to be like uh, the Avengers Endgame toys where they the, the first Endgame wave was very minimal in terms of characters from the film there was there was Ronin there was Cap yeah. in his time travel suit uh, and there was Ebony Moore and then the rest of them were like um you know, like Anaconda and and, <laughs> and Living Laser and stuff, and they all built Thanos. I'm like, the next No Way Home wave, they're just going to be like, uh, you want a Hasbro Molina? Boom, you got him. You know what I mean? They're just gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna feed as well. I think. And speaking, No Wave Home, very good. And hey. speaking, oh, speaking of being well fed, Hawkeye episodes four and five, we're gonna do oh. a twofer because we're recording this after episode five. After, um, in the wake. In the wake of episode five. So gentle listen. Yeah, if you're listening to this on release, folks, we recorded this this morning. Yeah. That, we are in the morning of the day this comes out. Um, it is hot and fresh out the kitchen. And sort of makes up for the fact that next week we won't be talking about the Hawkeye finale because we won't have seen it by the time we record. This is true. This so is we'll true. talk about Hawkeye's finale the week after Christmas. But yeah. you're getting a double bill now instead of just the one that you'd normally be getting. Yeah, um, as opposed to a double Dave. Spoilers abound for the Disney Plus series Hawkeye. We assume that if you listen to this podcast, you've probably been watching Hawkeye or haven't, but don't care and just like to listen to our take on it. Yeah, so So, win-win situation for you, either way. If you want to hear the Spider-Man No Way Home spoiler-free review, skip ahead. But Mm -hmm. the Hawk guy. Hawk guy? (laughs) Yeah, the Hawk guy. Do you remember the Hawk guy? I remember the Hawk guy. (laughs) Um, Do you like the Spider-Man from YouTube? 
do a flip. <laughs> I didn't realize until watching the um, the Marvel uh, the Marvel Studios uh, assembled, whatever it's called, the the mm. behind the scenes features on Disney Plus, that the guy on the bus in Shang Chi live streaming the, the fight is the same guy. Yeah. That's it's kind of it. amazing. And I don't think it was meant to be the same character. I think it was just like the actor, but it still, it works. Yeah, of course it works. Because he's a social media guy. You're the Spider-Man, yeah. from, you're the Spider-Man from YouTube. Do a flip. But now he's live streaming <laughs> a, a kung fu fight against a man with a sword for an arm on a bus on the West Coast. Why not? A man what? with a sword for an arm. Razor fist, one might say. A razor um, fist. You know, I didn't realize so recently there's been three of him. There's been three razor fists. Well, yeah, because I, I one has one got killed by Wolverine early on. Mm. One in, was a Shang Chi recurring Shang Chi sort of yeah. heavy who mm. who'd be high, you know, muscle for hire, mm-hmm. and then another was sort of like an Avengers disassembled era like dude who just showed up. Mm-hmm. And that's the one I know because he's from the one. That's the one with two blades, like, <laughs> two stumps, two blades. My favorite Fast and Furious spinner. Oh yeah, two blade and, uh, Tim. Two um, blade Tim. Oh god, better than two stump Steve. And, um, <laughs> and <laughs> awful! I love it because he was in he was in the Toxin miniseries, the one and only Toxin miniseries mm. that was actually about Toxin and not just later on. Uh, we want Eddie Brock to be a symbiote again. Which one's knocking around? Oh, the Toxin symbiote. We've not done anything with that in a few years. Let's have him be Toxin for some reason. The Toxin Avenger. <laughs> Oh, I caught up uh, on Venom Comics lately as well. Donny Cates running everything. Oh yeah, because um, it's done. It, it wrapped up, and there's no there's no new ongoing. So I'm like, wait, what? I was enjoying this. I was enjoying the Venom. Where's more Venom? Bring me more Venom. Um, Are they not doing a new Lethal Protector series? I think it's on the way, but if it is, it won't be on unlimited yet. Oh right, because okay, there's yeah, a three yeah, three month window now, not six month, which is good. But um, yeah. I'm missing Venom. Um, but I'm not missing Hawkeye. What the fuck happened in Hawkeye episodes four and five? May you woe you. Well, the plot... The plot happened. It thickened. Um, like a good jus. Um So, we've got uh, Clint realising he's in even deeper than he thought he was with the whole Ronin thing. Trying to find out some more stuff. And he's confronted by Jacques... And Eleanor Bishop, because they're definitely not using uh, Kate's access to Eleanor's security firm to snoop around on Jack and uncover some less than savoury activities that he's been up to. Um, but then it also drives a wedge between Kate and uh, Clint as Eleanor begs Clint, or threatens Clint, to leave her out of the whole thing. Um. Because she doesn't want Kate getting hurt. But is uh, is Eleanor on the level? Is Jacques on the level? Who could say? I'll give you a clue. Jacques probably isn't. Um, and then... <laughs> yeah, all right, I have thoughts about that, actually. But go on, yeah. go on, go on, go on. Yeah. But of course, yeah. Kate Kate does not listen to her mother. Ooh. And they're trying to get back the watch. We still don't know the significance of the watch. But, but Clint's trying to get it back. We know, we know, we know that Mister and Mrs. Barton are both like, yeah, that needs to be recovered now. So, mm. so she knows something about this as well. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. It'd be interesting to when we find out just how, exactly how involved Laura Barton is with mm. Clint's sort of whole deal. Um, I mean, they must have met in some circumstance in the line of work he was doing. 
So possible, and it's interesting the way she switches to a different language when you have to say sensitive stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it makes you wonder what her background is. Mm. Um, anyway, um, so they got to get the watch back. Turns out it's in Maya's apartment. <laughs> so Maya turns up. They fight. Let's you and him fight, and then and someone a masked woman turns up. Who could this? Possibly bleed. Yeah, this masked know. woman with a very, very distinct yeah. and recognisable green lens pattern I, on who, her mask for people who, who read comics at Marvel in the 2000s. Who could possibly... <laughs> who, who? What other uh, masked assassin-type woman could possibly have a beef to pick with Clint Barton? Uh, oh, it's Elena Belova. Where's Elena Belova? I'm sorry, and could then... we use her correct name? MCU MVP Extraordinaire Florence Pew Pew Pew. She's very good. Mm. Um, which we'll get to in a moment. Um... <laughs> So again, Clint and Kate annoyed. Kate, uh, Kate uh, Clint tells Kate to get the fuck out of here because someone's hired a black widow and it's getting serious. Um, I can't, too pr- serious. I can't protect you if I've got assassins on my ass as well. Yeah, indeed. So Clint <clears throat> realizes that things are getting even worse. Like they were already getting even worse at the start of the show, but now they're getting even worse, worse, even even worse. So. <laughs> So Kate returns home humbled to her mother, who is glad that she's, you know, stepping back. She doesn't have to be a superhero. She doesn't. She can't do everything. However, mm. doesn't stop her. Clint decides that he needs to confront Maya one-on-one as Ronin to put it all to bed. And so he does so, but he's rescued from certain death by Kate. So they're back. Of course they are. But this is after Kate gets a visit from Yolanda Belova. A.K.A. Um, the Mac and Cheese oh, Daddy of the MCU. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> she loves hot sauce. She loves hot sauce. She loves hot sauce. Uh, Phil's uh, Kate in on some of the shadowier, shadowier aspects of Kate's, uh, of, of Clint's past. And, you know, explains that she's been hired to kill him and she's, Gonna kill him because she's Natasha's sister, and yeah, that's bad. It's even worse when we find out that Clint knows that Natasha had a sister, but he didn't know it was Elena. Mm. No, he didn't know that was Elena fighting him. Mm-hmm. Even worse when we find out that Elena's been hired by someone to kill him. <laughs> even worse when we find out that she's been hired by Eleanor Bishop. It's even worse when we find out that Eleanor Bishop is meeting up with. The person that Clint's been worried about the whole time. The first name drop of this exact word in the MCU. Boys and girls, the motherfucking kingpin. Complete with Grainy Vincent D'Onofrio. Literally, they're saving him for the finale. They're saving him for the finale, but we get a fucking Snapchat-style Grainy phone picture. Just to tease us, and then a name in the goddamn credits, and then yeah. when it pulled out to the title card in the end the credits, he's the silhouette in the yeah, sky. I like it. I oh. like it a lot. Mm. Mm. But yeah, some mm. interesting suggestions that Maya's Maya's father was um, deliberately set up to be whacked. Yeah, by Kingpin because it seems like um, what's his name. Oh, I can't yeah. remember his name. No, her, sort of her, her, her kind of surrogate brother, as it were, yeah, from the gang. Yeah, what's your buddy called? Da, 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 da. Billy, Billy brother character. Billy uh, Greasy Hair. Um, Billy Nice Coat. Yeah, what's he called? <laughs> little Jimmy, little Jimmy Red Hood. 
Little Jimmy uh, Dick Book. Um, <laughs> Captain Fiddles. Captain Kazi. It's called Kazi. Oh, that's a shame. I know, right? <laughs> Whoops. Um, sorry. Oh, for those wondering at home what the fuck we're talking about, Kazi is another name for toilet. Anyway, mm. moving on, just in case mm. any of our listeners outside of the UK like don't understand what the hell you're getting at there. Kazi? <laughs> It's like it's like having the surname Trump, in, but, yeah. But it being in the UK, it'd be like, okay, that's yeah, that's hilarious. It's not good. <laughs> I'm going to check if it is Kazi now to make sure I'm not, um, I'm not talking shit. But yes, hey! carry on. <laughs> not you were talking saying shit it is Kazi. Kazi, <laughs> Kazi, Kazi Mierschak. No. Yeah. He's great, by the way. He is great. He's great. As is Lacqua Cox. Lacqua Cox is fabulous as well. The, their dynamic has been wonderful, but especially, um, especially the, uh, the 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 scene toward the end of episode five with the two of them, where she actually the seed of doubt has been planted in her head by something that Clint's mm. told her, and she says to him like, "Where were you the night? Where were you the night the Ronin attacked the thingy? Yeah, like, where were you?" And it's like, Baby. oh. Oh, because he doesn't really hit the way he plays that is brilliant because he suddenly goes and be like, yeah, okay, you, you're good. And then he's like, why do you ask? Why is that important? Is there something wrong? And you can see that he's trying to sort of, he's trying to lead the conversation to get away from having to answer. For, oh, Which is not suspicious at all. Not suspicious at all. Oh, no, no, no. But um, yeah, I, mm, that stuff, that stuff to me, as far as like this series goes, is is the tasty shit yeah that's the tasty shit where it's like okay i see what you're doing i, I see, see what what's doing. happening underhanded here. mob shit is going on and yeah yeah all right that mm, mm. which is why i think that jacques aka jack i don't think he's a guilty party i think he's being set up i think he is a dodgy bastard but I don't think he's got anything to do with these particular things. I think his oh, okay. name, I think his name is being used on those properties either because, um, what's sort of Vera Farmiga's character called again? Sorry, Eleanor. Eleanor, Eleanor Bishop. I, either because Eleanor is using his assets for her own pursuits, or she's just used his name for her own pursuits. Yeah. Um, it's likely he ha- he is a bit of a scoundrel and whatnot. I mean, oh, he's definitely else? a scoundrel. I mean, he was in the I black mean... market auction at the, the, the start of the series. So he's but definitely... He's so charming. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I think I think it's... Uh, I, I, at this point, you know, I'll, I'll be happy to be proved right or wrong, but he's. Uh, I, I think he's a red herring. I think by going, hey, comic book fans, the swordsman's in this, but he's not He's not Clint's mentor. There's something else going on. I think it was all to make us go, oh, so we're going to have like a swordsman hot... No, it's a fucking kingpin story. It's yeah, a kingpin maybe. story with Echo's sort of like kingpin relationship condensed into a, into an arc of... Wait a minute. You... I... I thought you were like uncle. I thought you were a friend. You had my dad whacked. Like, it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Um, cause you get the implication as well that that was back when big Willie was not top of the food chain. No. Which means he was working his way up the food chain. Well, if it was during this. And blip, if anyone's it... competition, even a friend. Yeah. Yeah. He's going well, to, if, if whack it was him. during the blip, then, which it would have been, then it was, oh no. No, it's pre blip. Cause Zeko was quite young. Well, yeah. well, well, hang on. Yeah, she, she wasn't, she wasn't Baba yet, but she was, um, actually no, hang on. Was her dad killed in the attack by the Ronin? 
Her dad was killed in the attack by the Ronin, so yeah, that's so it's during the blip. Yeah, it's during the blip. Yeah, but her, but her knowing who Uncle was is before the blip. Yeah, since she was a kid. kid. Yeah. So we're thinking. So it's pre, pre Daredevil. Uh, Post Daredevil. The 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 blip. No, Daredevil set in the gap no, after her, the attack her, of New York. Invo- her dad's involvement with Fisk. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pre Daredevil. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It goes back. Yeah. It goes back way back when. Yeah. Yeah. But for him to get taken out when he does it implies yeah. that like maybe it's a territory thing perhaps yeah because i don't think this series is going to expect the audience to know what happened in the tv series the netflix series daredevil oh it, god it's, it's no. not gonna, gonna it's not gonna expect you to know that but i think it still fits because fisk is fisk is like top dog in new york by the time of daredevil series three yeah but that doesn't mean he doesn't have competition that doesn't mean that there aren't people trying to weasel his territories or people who he who he'd worked with for years who he would then turn around and be like you keep contradicting me yeah. you keep you keep saying i'm making the wrong choices and yeah and we know from that show and hopefully they're consistent in this that he is very kind of cold and direct and brutal when he needs to be and gruff yeah Oh my god! I know. Obviously, they're not going to go to the like car door levels of violence in this, <laughs> but <laughs> I cannot wait to see That's him fucking so throw down with someone. Because so good. Um, what if he doesn't? <laughs> if he doesn't throw down with anyone, uh, I love that the supporting characters from my life as a weapon live on as the LARPing group. Yeah, and have become I'm a fixture girls. in the show. Yeah. Yes, and the fact- did the last get her bag back that her wife bought her? Is the question. I think she did. I think he brought it back. Possibly. We don't know for sure. We don't know for sure. Well, that's something they're gonna have to figure out next week. God damn it! I need to know. <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know if she got the bag back. But have you noticed, like Daredevil season one, and like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm. we've not seen the costume yet. Nope. Like they're saving they're the costumes you. for the last episode. They're teasing you. Which seems to be a bit of a thing that these shows have done. I mean, Daredevil did it superbly, because Daredevil kind yeah. of earns it. It sort of goes, we're going to ground this a little bit more. Yeah. But by the end of the series, you're going to be like, oh yeah, no, this is a comic book show, and I buy it, and I'm all yeah. in. Yeah. And and this is sort of doing the same thing. It's like, this is a Shane Black movie, but by the end, it's going to go, it's also a comic book TV show. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, we got a bit it's more true. Tracksuit Bros, Tracksuit Mafia. Tracksuit Bros. <laughs> Uh, which is oh god, that's such a great inclusion. Um, Haley Steinfeld is is incredible. She's very good. I mean, Renner's doing some really good work in these two episodes as well. Really, really good work. But um, Haley Steinfeld is, yeah, like something Marvel's excelled at in the last twenty years is is the legacy hero. Yeah, and and the generational thing of like one day this character that you've known as this thing for the last fifty years is probably going to get killed off or retire. This yeah. person's going to take over. We want to make sure that you all go, okay, sure. Like, this okay. would be great. And and already it's like, if Hawkeye takes a back seat now, yeah. um, and the more practical Hawkeye is Kate Bishop, I'm like, yes, please. Mm. Yeah, this would be cool. I After this series, though, I don't want Clint to go. But I don't necessarily want him to, like, you know, be leading the Avengers per se. He'll but be retired, yeah. Make, it, make him a Fury-esque kind of presence. I said it before and I'll say it again. Make him Goliath. Um, <laughs> don't make him Goliath. Don't make him Goliath. Don't make him. But Goliath. do though. Do make him Goliath. But don't though. But don't. But mm, but do. 
It was quite cool to see uh, the Ronin suit back in action with Renner. It, it sort of felt, yeah. it felt quite like, oh shit, when that yeah, scene that happened. Was all right. That was all right. Um, Yelena, man. Yelena. Florence Pugh, just knocking it out of the park. Everything she does in this. And and it's... Doing... It sort of swings around of us because it, it, it's... Not swings around of us, sorry. It's uh, <clears throat> night and day with Natasha. Yeah. Because, like, whereas Scarlett had a really nice sort of chemistry and vibe for, for Romanov for, for the last, you know, 10, 11 years. Yeah. It makes you realise that as Romanov in a professional setting, she yeah. sort of has two modes. She's either stressed and, stressed and sort of like, you know, barking or groaning commands at people yeah or she's doing the stony face to get the job done kind of vibe whereas when yelena is on the job whether it's interrogation combat whatever she's a fucking goofball yeah and it's like this is a really nice change of pace (laughs) for the black widow character this is like all right okay i'm enjoying this like she's 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 stern and scary when she needs to be stern and scary effortlessly stern and scary yeah yeah, whereas the rest of the time she's like squeezing out hot sauce on mac and cheese and talking about how she wants to go and see the Empire State Building and all this stuff. And you're like, I I, I want you to... I would watch a whole series of you two just hanging out with Kate being a little bit... Uh, and Yelena being like, yay! Like, I would I would watch it. I would watch uh, these two you've, interact you've, for hours. You've mentioned it, now you've brought it into the universe. Um, <gasps> Do you think it'll manifest? It'll manifest. Ah, uh, If you believe and um, keep subscribing to Disney+. Plus. Um, <laughs> Disney Plus. Uh, so <laughs> confirmation also that Yelena was snapped, and we got to see the snap from someone yes. else's perspective. Because we saw, we saw, we snapped. saw Monica Rambo coming back in One Division. Yeah, but we we didn't see it sort of through Monica's eyes with experience. Yes, but not like the physical return. Whereas here. Oh, the, the way that they reappear and then the world around them by their yeah. perception then sets into where it's up to. That was incredible. That was neat. And it really sells why Elena would absolutely take this job. Yeah. Because she's like, I lost my sister when I was not even in existence to help her. Yeah. And he's the man responsible as far as anyone is aware. I'm going to fucking kill him. <laughs> and it's like, yep. I'm going to kill yep. this guy. Mm-hmm. This Clint Barton that is in fact your name. It is. It is his name. It is his name. Who do you think got the info on the Barton family? Oh. I mean, that's Kingpin Resources, surely. Yeah. He's oh, actually. Got... Oh. Eleanor Bishop. Eleanor Bishop. Security Miss firm. Miss Security. Yeah. yeah. But also, you know, Clint Barton's name is public knowledge. It probably wouldn't take too much digging to find his family. Well, yes and no, because like Shield, really, the whole deal with Shield was that like they got to be completely off every possible grid. But what ain't the thing anymore? Shield. Uh, hey, that info is out there somewhere in the ether. Exactly. And all it takes is a really devious security baroness to steal that shit and take it. Security Baroness. All right, I like that. I've seen speculation online that is she going to be sort of Madame Mask? It's like, well, she could be, but... You know what? Madame Mask has existed in the MCU, though. That's true. We've already had Madame Mask in the MCU. We've had a version of Madame Mask. Yeah. And I don't think think they're ever going to necessarily contradict villains that have existed. You could absolutely do a legacy thing, and they'd just be like... They'd be like one line to nod to the idea of, oh, it's a name that's gone back... De- uh, decades mm. 
And it's like, okay, because she was in, um, was she in Carter or Shield? It's Agent Carter season two. Yeah. <clears throat> so we've had Madame Mask. Uh, it was good as well, that. Mm. There's some great Marvel villains crop up in there. In early Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter, there's some, I mean, freaking Dr. Faustus. <laughs> um, fucking Mr. Hyde. Mm-hmm. Is a regular villain of of Agents of Shield, like Mister Fucking Hyde, Karma Clacken, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um. God, who else? Uh, Absorbing Man uh, yeah. has been in and out of it. It turns up. Yeah, obviously a very TV version, but like, doesn't mean you couldn't then go. Do you know what, Crusher Creel? We're gonna stick him in one of the films as like a, a heavy for someone and bulk him up a little bit. It's like, yeah, go for it. Mm. Um. I mean, especially now we're in a world where. The kingpin is back. Mm. Fucking kingpin is back. The kingest of pins. The kingpin is back and the drip is real. And The drip uh, is real. It's just fucking D'Onofrio, man. Beautiful man. Beautiful, beautiful man. And again, he's been teasing us for weeks. Liking Hawkeye posts. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. And and at one point just randomly tweeting out like, I really love these superhero TV shows. You're like, (laughs) "Mm, cheeky little shit. Um, As as we head into the finale, I'm very, very, very up for it. Yeah, I'm feeling good about it. I think think the finale of these shows so far have been... For the most part, pretty fun. Like one One Division, I know the finale was sort of the least surprising episode of of One Division, mm. but it was still a really nice payoff for that story. Um, yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldiers one again, like was quite obvious and a bit. It didn't take enough kind of leaps, but it was still a, a really nice ending for the miniseries. Uh, uh, Loki's finale was fucking sensational and it was just because the majority of it was a conversation between three really good actors in a room um, What Ifs was fun it wasn't the best but it was fun uh, <clears throat> I yeah I hope this I hope this is the slam dunk finale of the, the MCU shows this year I hope this is the one where we go that was really really cool yeah um, that would be nice that would be nice I, I agree I, I think I think it's it's interesting as well because looking at like the Netflix model of of comparing them to the Netflix ones because Keek's been rewatching Jessica Jones. She rewatched Daredevil and she's just finished rewatching Jessica Jones recently. Oh God, series um, series one of Jessica Jones is still one of the mm-hmm. finest like seasons of TV I've seen in, in the last like five years. So good. But I think it is a fair criticism of those shows that they all feel a few episodes too long, a couple of episodes too mm, long. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. what did they do with Hawkeye and Loki and <clears throat> Falcon and Soldier? Six and episodes. <laughs> they just cut, just made them short. Yeah. It's like okay, well, but we're on we're on streaming, they... so the individual episode length can be longer if we need it to mm. be. And it's six episodes. There you go. It's like there we are. Bosh. And it's not even longer episodes. They're they're generally like what thirty five to thirty five to forty yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just um, oof. It's been fun, and I, I can't wait for the finale, which we will get to on this podcast in two weeks' time, boys and girls. Two yes, weeks' we will. time. Do the Daredevil fans eat well across the board? You'll have to go and see No Way Home to know for sure. <laughs> but uh, based on rumors, obviously. But as for Spider-Man fans... Um, oh, it was a feast. Uh, so... <laughs> Spoiler free, spoiler free. There are no spoilers this week, boys and girls. Don't worry about it. Just 
Settle down and listen to Papa Jez spoiler-free thoughts. I'm yawning. There are no spoilers. Only left on me. As you, um, um, I'm I'm yawning because it's um, it's uh, nearly midday on Thursday the sixteenth of December, uh, and I got to bed at like half two, quarter three in the morning because I went to the latest available showing of Spider-Man No Way Home at the Odeon in Lincoln. Um, after a two-show panto day and a voiceover recording afternoon. So it was a very long day, and I was very tired, and I was like, I think I'm probably just going to enjoy this film no matter what because I need some relaxation, and three hours sitting in one room is the equivalent of that at this point. I'll do it. Um, It's a very, very entertaining movie. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I've been seeing rapturous praise from some quarters, which I didn't expect, so... I don't think it's the I don't think it's the best MCU Spidey film. I think I think Homecoming still holds that. Okay, but that's because Homecoming is a great personification of the core like elements of Spider Man and a Spider Man story, especially that last thirty yeah. minutes. That Homecoming... last thirty minutes of Homecoming is exceptionally good Spider Man. Like Home, on yeah. cinema, on, on Homecoming film. for me felt like a really neat modernization of like those early sixties Lee Kirby stories. Yes, yeah. With, like, a, with a bit of John, U, with a bit of John Hughes eighties yeah. flavor thrown in, yeah, yeah, um, and and then and then Far From Home was a great like, oh, we're doing a Spidey story where he goes to Europe, like mm. kind of, you know, it felt very much like, yeah, was it like the, the is it like the first time he encounters the lizard isn't in Manhattan, is it? It's like, in Florida. To Florida, yeah, and 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 like those little field trippy kind of stories from the early comics, like Far From Home felt like the modern take on that. Yeah, um, this is. I think the closest dis- closest comparison comic book wise this one would be Ends of the Earth, uh, Spider Verse. Like this is very much the sort of the, the Dan Slot era um, epic, like the, the, the Spider the, Event. The, the, the yeah Spider Island. This feels like a yeah. oh this is the six issue middle of the year. Holy shit! Blockbuster portion yeah, of the yeah. comics, um, which is cool. Uh, yeah, and it works. It 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 works as a finale to the Holland trilogy, mm. but it isn't the end. Like the the baton can very quickly be picked up and continue to be ran with uh, by the end of this. Um, but it, it, if this, if you were looking for a jumping off point, this is a perfect jumping off point. Like maybe a, a leaping I, off. And I am satisfied. Point. Yeah, a leaping off, whipping, and catching someone while they're falling. Point. Um, yeah, it cool. is. It is. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it serves as that. Um, it serves as a love letter to the history of Spider-Man on film um, in a way that shows that the people who made this one have a lot of love, ad- love and admiration for all five pre-MCU pictures. All five of them. They have a lot of love for them. Yeah, They are also aware of what didn't work in some of them. And are quite happy to talk about that in a lovely metatextual way, okay. um, which is which is really pleasing. Uh, again, the only things I'm, the only characters I'm going to touch on are ones that are featured in the promotional material. Yes. So and, and um, we've seen some people at the premiere who may or may not be in the film, aside from the ones that we know about. I I didn't see any of that so I won't I won't dare touch on it. But um uh, uh You don't you don't have to say anything either way. But I mean I yes, yes. Jared Leto was at the premiere. Um Would you like one spoiler? Yeah. Yeah, he's not in it. Good. <laughs> he's fucking not in it, mate. He's not in it. 
I don't, he's I, not he's, in he's, it. He's, he slides into enough girls' DMs as it is. I don't need him sliding into <sighs> Yeah, no, Mor- Morbius. Michael Morbius is not in this movie. Um, thank fuck. Um, uh, but I thought we were going to go, we all saw him at the premiere, so tell us, is JB Smoove back as Mr. Julius? Yes, he oh, is. Oh, yeah. Um, so I saw JB Smoove in the premiere. All three That's of the teachers featured in the previous two movies come back in one scene that is really fucking funny. But, yes, um, Queen! Th- this is, if I were to define this, it's it's a it's an event movie that's also a really fun comedy. <laughs> cool. Like, it's a lot funnier than I was expecting it to be. Um, the, the absurdities and successes and pitfalls and triumphs of the previous five Spider-Man movies pre-Holland's era are all acknowledged and celebrated. Um, in particular, the first time you get the five villains we've seen in the trailers in, in the same room as one another, there is a lot of back and forth thing that makes you go, oh, oh, the guys who wrote this are... Uh, they're not afraid to take the piss out of the stuff that was a little too kitsch or goofy in the or, or just mishandled in the older ones. Ah, uh, yes, the um, fierce and fine. I mean, Doc Doctor Connors does throw a, a jab at Max Dillon for somehow. Like, did, does electricity give you the ability to have a makeover? <laughs> so, because of course, as you've seen in the trailers, Jamie Foxx ain't chipped toothed or like comb over scraggly grease hair in this. No, um, and I get cool the sense that I get the sense that's there because he went, "I'm coming back," but I'm not looking like that. And they went, "Sure, yeah, all right." And there is a line in it where you go, "Oh, that's how he looks a bit different." All right, sure, okay, cool. I buy it. Because um, electricity currents feel different in different universes; they're not quite the same. Um, I love it. So I love it. yeah, uh, uh, five villains are spotted in the trailers are back, and all five are played by their original actors, which means Jamie Fox as Electro from Amazing Spider-Man Two, Alfred Molina as Doc Ock from Spider-Man Two, Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin from Spider-Man, um, Risa Fans as the voice of the Lizard from Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, and, right, yeah, cool, cool. And surprisingly, a lot more in this than I thought he was going to be. Thomas Hayden, motherfucking Church as the Sandman. Yeah, um, which makes me Mate. very, very happy because I was like, "Oh, don't forget the Sandman for fuck's sake!" Come on, no, they don't. Not only do they not forget yeah. him, he's a key part in the plot getting going. Especially, so, um, especially having had a little tease of a Sandman-like entity in Far From uh, Home, Far yeah. From Home. <clears throat> which yeah, because the the elementals, but they were all designed to reference three Spider-Man villains instead of the yeah. elementals specifically. It was like, ah, yeah. So Mysterio in the last film was all, I'm from another universe and these things are going to destroy your universe because they destroyed mine. And it all turns out to be bullshit. But it also contextually was sort of setting up Spider-Man audiences to the, the idea, notion yeah. of other existences and other other timelines and whatnot. Now, obviously, if you've been following the MCU, Endgame is all about that shit, about different uh, dimensions accessed via time travel. And um Loki all the bloody series have been going hard on that as well. Loki Loki's all about the the sacred timeline which is hilarious. Bless bless the MCU for thinking it's the sacred timeline. Um <laughs> 616 is the sacred timeline. Um <clears throat> although in that they refer to themselves as the 616 which I always thought was interesting cuz it's like you're not though. The movie mm. universe has a designated timeline. Um this is the movie universe that thinks it's the 616. Yes. Um uh, uh, Division suggests the notion of characters starting to explore the multiverse through magic. Yeah. And um, 
What If was about, hey, here's a bunch of other universes. To be fair, the multiverse was first floated as a concept around Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, speaking of Doctor Strange, um, yes. <laughs> yes. Very much yes. Um, Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige have made it clear in the last couple of weeks during interviews that they wanted to just advertise this movie as a Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Civil War kind of situation. Yeah. That's what they wanted to advertise this movie as. Okay. It's fucking Sony and Amy Pascal and Avi Arad who gets a special credit in the end credits. Of course! Avi Arad gets a special like, and for all of his work bringing the webhead to the silver screen, Avi Arad's like, oh, fuck off, Avi Arad. You know he put that in there. Avi he said he, he wrote that himself. Well, that's the thing. It's like, oh, he, one, of our, one of our cast after was saying like, so what, is he, is he a big part of like why Spider-Man movies are made? I'm like... Yeah, but he's not a good part of what Spider-Man yeah. movies are made. And Strap yourself in, and he, here comes the Chronicles of Avi Arad. And he has to sign off on this credit sequence, so yeah. that's in there because he's probably told someone to put it in there. Yeah. Or or someone on the graphics team is looking for a promotion. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not great. That's annoying. But yeah, uh, uh, where the fuck were we before Avi Arad? Maybe Pascal rocked up and soured the tone. Um, uh, so they were going to advertise it as a uh, yeah. Doctor Strange Spider-Man they, Civil they War wanted, kind of They wanted to be like, no, Green Goblin, Doc Ock. Mm, this is an Endgame situation. The trailers show you a lot more than the Endgame trailers showed you of Endgame. But the trailers are only showing you about an hour's worth of this two, four, uh, two hour 40 movie. Oh, that's interesting. There is a lot more going on that is not in the trailers. Good. There are a lot of doctored shots in the trailers. Good. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the film Good. the film follows on immediately from the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, where Mysterio's apparent murder at the hands of that menace Spider-Man uh, and his army of Stark drones. I love that we got Jameson in this. They, they Alex Jones this so hard. It's, yeah. Good. Like, right down to a protein supplement sponsorship. Like, it's... Oh, it's, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, yes. And, uh, yeah, so we, uh, we pick up from there. Um, of course, it throws Peter Parker's life into absolute disarray yeah, and, and panic fuckery, yeah. he is screwed over like crazy like the press are hounding him and his friends his family um, like at one point they uh, May and Peter move into Happy's condominium because they just need to get away from Queens I bet that, um, uh, that pleases <clears throat> Happy does that make Happy happy oh no they've, they've, they've it was just a fling uh, I love it I, I love mean it. I mean it, he, he, he's kind of hoping that she's just saying that, but it's just a fling. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, st- stuff from the previous two carries over, like the Happy May relationship. The Lego Death Star makes a successful reappearance. Um, <laughs> the, the, the character we've all been waiting for the return of. Lego Palpatine, Lego Lego Palpatine gets Star. a hero shot at one point. Amazing. The Lego Palpatine gets a fucking, like, a significant shot in the narrative. So um, that's a nice little payoff to a a homecoming setup. Um, Yeah, Mary Jane is... Mary Jane, she's not Mary Jane. MJ. She's Michelle Jones Watson. She's officially named Michelle Jones Watson in this. Um, uh, That's interesting. And and we we learn that her name is Michelle 
Jones dash Watson, like it's Jones Watson. Oh, so the double barreled surname. Yeah. So, but she prefers MJ, and she doesn't like him, but she's called Miss Watson. Um, so we, uh, she's standing by Peter as best she can, but it's obviously difficult. Same with Ned, like he's his best friend, but it's a little, it's a little tough. Um, and the 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 cinching incident is the fact that the future of their lives and education is being affected by their association with a known vigilante. Yeah. Like that's the sort of the, the everyone's frustrations with that as the tipping point is why Peter goes. I need to do something about this, and it is literally yeah. that shot from the first trailer. He's looking at some Halloween lights, and there's a vampire in a red cape with a beard, and he goes, "Huh," and then goes to uh, to to <laughs> Sanctum Sanctorum, um, where we. <laughs> huh. <laughs> oh, I want to tell you about something that's not a spoiler. It's just a one gag line. Don't tell me. No, no, no. Oh well. But um, just in, enjoy your enjoy your Wong time. That's all oh, I'm going to say. Enjoy your Wong time. time. Um, yeah. So uh, as seen in the trailers, uh, Strange eventually agrees to to cast the spell that will make everyone forget that Peter Parker is Spider Man. Because that works so well in the comics. Well, that's the problem because the spell is not defined as it begins, and as soon as Peter begins to revise it, yeah, it happens. Except it doesn't. He has to shut the spell down. So while Peter goes and cleans up the mess created by this uh, this technicality, um, Strange is off doing. I don't know, having a wank, I guess. Like he's he's Doctor Strange. He does whatever he wants. That's what he does. You know what I mean? Um, He do what he do. (laughs) But yes, it's 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 uh, the 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 caveat of the spell going haywire is that people who know that Peter Parker is Spider Man have started to fall through cracks in the multiverse. Oh, okay. All right. So that's your angle. That's why That's why it's not like every fucking thing under the sun. It's just like a few slip through the net. And three of them just happen to be from one of the universes. And two of them happen to be from another universe. And now Spidey's got to go round them up to send them home. But as the second trailer suggests... When he learns what happens to them when they return to the point in their time when they were taken, yeah. When you've got a, when you when you've got a responsibility to do the right thing, you can't just be sending people back to their death. That was the thing in the second trailer that made me go, "All right, you've got me." Because before that, I was just like, "It's spectacle. I like these actors in these roles, but like, yeah. it's 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 hollow. Like, it means nothing to Holland Spider Man." Um, I am. Hello. Hello! Welcome to my summer palace. Um, <laughs> I, Gabriel! I, uh, I... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, um... I... I, yeah, I, I wasn't... I wasn't sold. And then I saw that in the second trailer and was like, no, I get it. I get it now. Because it, ultimately, a good Spider-Man story should encapsulate why Spider-Man has been endearing for the last 60 years. Mm-hmm. like uh, the personal struggles but also the idea of like doing the right thing if it means like you losing in in, in the process yeah. yeah doing the right thing is more important and when yeah. faced with these people who he doesn't know because he has no attachment to them yeah but he learns that him or a version of him is apparently as far as he's aware responsible for the deaths of these individuals at some point or in Sam, okay or in that. Sandman's case, he's just sort of he's just ended up there. There's no implication that Sandman was about to die and then was brought through. He just seems to have been brought through because he's one of the people who knows who 
Peter Parker is Spider-Man, so he's been yeah. brought through. But the other four all died fighting Spider-Man. So he can't allow that. Like, he is not going to let that happen. Even though it's not him, he's like, he feels responsible for it. Mm. This film finally tackles properly the core ethos of Spider-Man, including that mantra. Yeah. It finally rears its fucking head in the MCU. And it, in a way that suggests that Peter's always kind of known this morality because of his late uncle. Yeah. But it's finally spoken to him in this film. This is the first time he hears those words. Um, and uh, like Spider-Verse before it, which again was a big visual spectacle, Spider-Verse works because it's about Miles Morales and the core component of what makes him a hero mm. and, and what makes Peter and Peter B. Parker a hero and Spider-Gwen and, you know, um, Penny Parker and everyone. Like, like it's it gets to the core of the character. This film does slow down a lot several times to have these more quiet interpersonal moments that are about how he's feeling, how his friends are feeling, how May is feeling. Do you know what I mean? They, they really yeah. let it sit. Um, uh, Ifans and Hayden Church are mostly visual effects, but they both give a fun performance. Um, yeah. Jamie Foxx is clearly having a ball, playing a cooler version of Max. Uh, <laughs> Melina is, is, I mean, he's in it a lot, but he's not as... Like the trailers sort of suggest that he's like the problem, like that he's the he's the obstacle. Yeah. Um, he's not. He's his the use of him is fucking excellent. Yeah. And if you were thinking, hang on, Octavius is a good man. Yeah, he still is. Yeah, he seems but, like but, he'd be the most <clears throat> reasonable of the lot, really. But. Octavius wasn't always in the driving seat, was he? No, he wasn't. So there's your reason for that trailer and everyone going, wait, hang on, is he a baddie again? Um, like, I'm just... I'm, mm. um, it looks like they've stopped listening to him now. And, yeah. uh, and oh, Matt, the MVP of the movie. Yeah. The motherfucking MVP of this entire thing. Is it who I think and it is? contender for the... Str- <laughs> by technicality one of the strongest villain performances in the MCU <laughs> is Willem Why'd You Spill Your Beans oh, Defoe. Oh, we knew it was going to be... We knew it, though. Who gave Soon away he... in interviews this week that even at the age of 66, when he was approached for this film, this was... They were pitched... All of them were pitched this movie over two years ago. Yeah. In, you know, NDA-ridden, like, secret meetings. Yeah. And... He said, the first thing he said was, it's not just a cameo, is it? And they went, well, no, we want you in quite a bit. And he went, no, but I I want to I want to do the fighting and the stunts. Oh, I love him. Because he, he, he was like, when do you get to play out like this? Like the last time I got to play out like this was 20 years ago. Like I want to yeah. play out. I want, if I'm going to play the Green Goblin, I want to play the Green Goblin again. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I love it. I love it. He is compelling as hell as both Norman Osborn and the Green Goblin. Um, uh, he is fucking terrifying. <laughs> and what John Watts does really, really well is he, he... The fight scenes in all three of these movies haven't been perfectly choreographed. Like, there's a lot of very fast-paced editing and CGI yeah, yeah. swinging around. And this one's no exception. There, are, it, it Where it loses me a bit is in its fight sequences and the cohesion of them. 
But that's not a problem when it comes to the Goblin, because as you know from 2002 Spider-Man, the Green Goblin's a fucking brawler. Oh, yeah. Like, he's a brawler. Once you get him off the glider, it is brutal punch-ups. And that is no different here. The first fight, like, proper fight with the Green Goblin is the first kind of MCU... I, it's, I'd, I'd argue, like, minus the, the elevator in Winter Soldier, it's the first Netflix corridor fight of the MCU movies. <laughs> right. It's just, just, just Holland v. Defoe in yeah. a corridor and how they get to the corridor below and the corridor below is <laughs> like, oh, All right. oh, that's a child you're beating the fuck out of. Like, I love it. it. Is, I love it. Mm, and as, as again, I my, my two favorite, Spider-Man's my soap opera for listeners who don't always tune in. I've read it since I was like six. I've read it consistently since I was 10. It's my favorite book, my favorite comic, favorite ongoing series, spinoffs, like tie-ins, everything. Um, my two favorite Spider-Man villains are the Kingpin and the Green Goblin. I have eaten well this week. Mm. I have eaten very well this week. Uh, and and this goblin is, it takes everything that was very comic accurate about his portrayal in the 2002 movie and sticks to those guns. Good. Like it this is this is Norman from the page. This is this is this is fucking nineties to modern day. Oh, I'm gonna destroy your fucking life, Norman Osborne. Um You know, I'm something of a psychopath myself. Oh that meme <laughs> gets its moment. Oh yes! There are a few little yes. subtle memes in this, and one of that's that so the <laughs> Truly, we live in the brightest timeline. There was about five big everyone in the cinema pissed themselves moments. One of them is a reference to that meme. Um, uh, uh, and there were three... Well, there was, well, there's four sort of big... Like, in for those listening outside of the UK, we don't really cheer in the cinema over here. Like, I mean, even in comedies, people sort of go... <laughs> instead of laugh if, out if- loud... If you cheer in the cinema over here, you get taken away by the beef eaters and shot. Yeah. <laughs> While the queen watches and then feeds the rest of you to her corgis. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and then you come back as a swan. But um, the uh, Endgame, I think, was the first movie I'd ever experienced in the UK where people actually did do it. It, it. Because it was such a big popcorn event shared experience that when Cap picked up Mjolnir, well, mm. when, 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 he, when it's shot back to his hand, the whole cinema went, Whoa! It was like, oh my god, I've never experienced this before. This is insane. The whole um, cinema went instantly hard. Yeah, that that's on that's that's that has broken the dam. Um, okay. There is a moment very early in this movie, a conversation with four characters around a table that has a, a sort of a moment that resulted in the whole cinema going, oh, like uh, loudly. Um, okay. There's there's a bit in the second act that got everybody like fully invested mm-hmm. and then start of the third act there are two moments where the whole room cheered but Amazing. in but in the very british way of like yay now shut up I want to hear what they're saying <laughs> i want to hear what they're yeah. saying <laughs> yeah it's like the cheer is like a second and shut up um yeah. and be quiet yeah uh is this the best spider-man movie for my money no spider-man 2 and spider-verse are still a more two better well-rounded pieces of cinema 
Um, okay. Is this the best MCU Spider-Man movie? I, I still say no. I think Homecoming still is. Um, is it a fucking good time at the cinema? <laughs> yes, it really is. Is it a is it a is it a good time for a Spider-Man fan, especially uh, Spider-Man movie fans? Fucking yes, it is. Uh, a spider fan. Are you a hardcore MCU fan? There are things in here you are going to very much enjoy. Are you cool. a casual? I just see. I'll catch the films when they go out. MCU fan. Then you're going to get reminded that the multiverse is a thing, and it Filthy is not casual. going away anytime soon. Especially because our mid credit sequence is a it's a bit of a reverse of the recent trend where the la- the post credits has been a fun little oh you stay till the end is a little treat for you mm-hmm. like it's a reverse the mid credit sequence is purely for jokes mm-hmm. um but it's a joke that none of us in that screen saw coming and went wait sure what are you doing here and uh okay. and the post credit scene ain't a post credit scene for the first time, and again, no spoilers specifics, but for the first time since Captain America the First Avenger, it's a trailer for the next one. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A trailer which they have said will not be officially released for a little while, because if you want to go see it, you need to go and see the film. Um, well, mm. shit. Mm. Mm. And if you know the release calendar... You could probably figure out which one it is. I can't remember which one it is, so I'm going to just find out on Saturday. You'll shut your whole mouth. <laughs> My whole mouth is very tightly shut. Thank you very much. Ooh, baby. Um, I really hope you have a good time. Uh, avoid the internet like the plague, please. Okay. Don't look at the internet at all. I'm going to do my best to not look at the internet. At all. Because I... Yeah, that Twitter trending page that just shows you things you're interested in before you even click... The, like the the trends yeah i can imagine yeah. that was let's <laughs> be speaking of uh here's a spoiler we've already talked about for hawkeye but my wonderful friend mike the drummer for our, our panther has just texted me king pin so i'm assuming he's just finished watching <laughs> episode five of hawkeye <laughs> say my name say my name um fake <laughs> fat guy motors the fat man motors was a, the clues have been there since episode two. I love it. Um, yeah, I, I really, I really, really, really dug No Way Home, and um, yeah, I, it, it's incredible because there is so much I've not said, <laughs> so much I've not said that I can't wait to tuck into, which we will do. That's amazing. It sounds like a real dense film, man. It, it, it yeah, yeah. Mm, I, I'm not going to say any more because I, I want to save it for next week when we are going to go. Balls deep into Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, uh, Yes. Uh, Do you want to do emails this week or do you want to save them for next week? I'm going to save them for next week just in case there's spoilers in there. That's a good call. In that case, folks, uh, next week's episode is going to be all about Spider-Man No Way Home and spoilers uh, ahoy, spoilers galore. So Mm -hmm. we'll do the emails at the start of the episode next week. We'll get them out of the way. Yes. Um, and then we'll do a full-on talk. If you have seen the film between now and then and want us to talk about things or, or, or that you've noticed or hear you out, whether you like the film, dislike the film, whatever, let us know. Bigdamncontact at gmail.com. Um, make it easy on us. Include spoilers in the subject if there are spoilers in the email because then we can designate the less spoilery ones at the top and give people who are unsure a chance to jump ship. Indeed. Um 
You can also tweet at us at Big Damn Cast on the Twitter. You can do that, although I don't know why you would. Yeah, you can keep the lights on with uh, patreon.com slash bigdamncast. Uh, and if you say our names into the mirror five times, mm. you can get a live show in your brain. Yeah! That's the thing now. That's the thing. Um, Is it? Yeah. The Donofrio drip, though. Donofrio drip. Mm. Donofrio. Donofrio. <laughs>